Method and Madness is a true crime podcast dealing with events of violence that may be disturbing to some. Listener discretion is advised. In the summer and fall of 2016, reports of clowns lurking in woods and around residences, and in some cases, attempting to lure children, started to spread across North America. This is Method and Madness, Episode 26, Clowns. I'm your host, Don Gandhi. The body was dismembered. A ransom note was discovered. Hiker stumbled upon the nude body of a local... Police are looking into the brutal slaying of a young woman. There may be a clue in a released 911 call. From the victim said she was stalked for five years. Held captive inside a storage container. It was a twisted mix of obsession and revenge. No weapon has been located. Shot while asleep in their beds. Revenge. Method. And madness. Whether it's a doll under the bed in Poltergeist, a red balloon floating out of a sewer, six-year-old Michael Myers' Halloween costume, Captain Spaulding, or even Crazy Joe Davola. If you have colrophobia or a fear of clowns, it's very possible it started with a frightening portrayal of one in a movie or TV show. You ask any adult if they can recall a positive interaction with a clown, and most will say no. They don't remember having one at their fifth birthday party, but they sure as hell remember Tim Curry. It's hard to forget little Robbie in 1982's Poltergeist and his frightening interaction with a clown doll in his bedroom. The combination of two terrifying things, two horror movie tropes, the creepy doll and the creepy clown. A toy that he clearly hated that probably should have been sold at a yard sale to rid him of his nightmare. Well, maybe you had no fear of clowns. They didn't bother you. Maybe you thought they were a little bit odd, but didn't get truly scared until you saw one beckoning to you from the side of the road. Let's dive in. A general uneasiness or being creeped out by clowns is far more common than having a full phobia, and it's not difficult to understand why these painted characters can invoke such displeasure. The permagrin of McDonald's mascot, Ronald McDonald, a clown intended to appeal to children and increase sales of Happy Meals, can have the negative effect that is at the core of many people's fears of clowns. The colorful character that engages in light tricks or mischief makes balloon animals, dances to circus tunes, sparks a feeling in many. Nobody is ever this happy, teetering on the edge of mania. And then you have that imagery of a creepy clown, the bloody mask, the smeared makeup a la the Joker, a frown or a dark stare. Not to mention... The actual living, breathing killer clown that was John Wayne Gacy, the serial killer that took the lives of more than 30 boys and young men in the 70s. I spoke with some adults who don't purport to having a phobia of clowns per se, but more that general creeped out feeling. And I heard essentially the same thing from each of them. These were older millennials 
who happened to catch the 1990 series It on TV when they were probably too young to be watching it. And Pennywise isn't the first creepy clown, not by a long shot. Pagliacci, the Italian opera about the jealous clown driven to murder his wife, Netta, premiered in 1892 in Milan. Tortured, sadistic clowns have been introduced to the next generation ever since, in the decades after the Stephen King classic found its TV audience. Depictions of creepy clowns have continued to spread. Just like Pennywise himself, filmmakers know what scares and have used that fear to create terrifying characters and situations. And try going to one of those haunted prisons or farms where you pay admission for some good old-fashioned manufactured scares in October, greeted by zombies and monsters, you'll most likely find a clown or a carload of them thrown into the mix, usually accompanied by a dusty record player churning out distorted circus music slowed down. Creepy clown sightings became an epidemic that spiked in 2016 with most states in the U.S. reporting encounters as well as in Mexico and Canada. Tales of random clowns either solo or accompanied by a clown friend or two just walking around like the rest of us. Well, I was walking my dog. It had just started to get dark outside. And he started growling in the direction of this wooded area on the side of the road. And when I looked, I saw someone in full-on clown garb staring at me from behind a dumpster. Yeah, my friend was driving me home one night, and he just starts to freak out, just yelling, like, what the F, man? I looked, and there was this messed-up-looking clown on the side of the road. Well, there are these clowns in the field, and they were saying, like, to go with them, but I didn't. I just went and told my mom. We're going back to August 2016, when random clown sightings were suddenly rampant. In Greenville, South Carolina, at the Fleetwood Manor Apartments, reports of clowns behind the complex's basketball courts came in. Apparently, the clowns were calling to the residents' children. It was August 20th, and Donna Arnold thought her son was making it up when he told her there were clowns trying to get him to go into the woods, offering him money. But then her older son confirmed that, yes, he too saw a few clowns with painted faces in the woods, pointing lasers, and then running away. The next day, dozens of little kids in the neighborhood were saying the same thing. Two anonymous calls came into the police and a deputy reported to the apartment complex to check things out. Donna Arnold's oldest son told the officer that along with the clown sightings, he also heard the sounds of chains and banging on the front door. And sure enough, there were markings on the door consistent with that story. Several of the residents came forward and spoke with the deputy, saying, they saw clowns in the woods whispering and making other noises. The kids thought that the clowns may live down a wooded trail in an abandoned home near the pond. And a woman reported that while walking home in the area at 2.30 a.m., she saw a clown next to a dumpster waving at her from under a lamppost. 
The deputy checked out the woods and the abandoned home and saw nothing suspicious. No clowns. So many complaints were coming in from the Fleetwood Manor apartments that the property manager released the following notice to the residents. There has been several conversations and a lot of complaints to the office regarding a clown or a person dressed in clown clothing taking children or trying to lure children in the woods. The letter went on to say how the safety of children was a top priority and that at no time should a child be alone at night or walking in the roads or wooded areas at night. And despite the police not finding any clowns in the area, the sightings continued to come in. In the next few weeks, Greenville residents reported seeing clowns staring at them near laundromats and in other wooded areas. On Sunday night, September 4, 2016, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, children reported that someone was attempting to lure them into the woods by offering them candy. The someone was a clown dressed in white overalls, white gloves, red shoes, red hair, and a red nose. The police were called, but by the time they responded, the clown had left the area. The next night, a clown reportedly tried luring a woman into the woods while wielding a machete. In Greensboro, North Carolina, at the park at Oak Ridge Apartments, Chris Bass was on his balcony outside the home he shared with his wife and two children when he saw a clown wandering near the woods. The clown was wearing a spooky mask and was dressed in a yellow polka-dotted shirt, blue pants, and a red curly wig. Chris reportedly grabbed his machete and chased the clown away, later saying it was his, quote, fatherly instinct. And, of course, Florida didn't want to be left out. Clown sightings began to pop up in the Sunshine State. In late September 2016, 41-year-old Kelly Reynolds was walking her dog Brindle near a park, their evening routine. Suddenly, Brindle began to growl, and when Kelly looked to see what caught the pup's attention, she saw two clowns staring at her from a wooded area behind a fence. Kelly said, quote, they had like hobo clothes on with white makeup and blood on it, a skull cap and gloves with the fingers sticking out. Kelly turned, ran, and called the police when she got back home. Four other sightings in Palm Bay were reported soon after, but no clowns were found by police. And then came the videos. In Acala, Florida, Caden Parmalee and his cousin Christian took a video that went viral. From a car, they filmed a clown that was on the side of the road, staring at them from the dark. Caden posted the video to his Facebook page, which to date has 1.4 million views. The 10-second clip shows a person standing in tall grass, wearing a clown mask, with long orange hair. The voices of Caden and Christian asking what the hell they're looking at. The Facebook post read, Me and Christian ran into this clown while driving on the dirt road in OPE. We stopped to record and then he started to move, so we took off. Not trying to die today. 
Comments under the public post ranged from fear to those who said if they saw a clown on the side of the road that they'd be pulling out their gun from under the seat. Clown sightings popped up more and more all over the U.S., and blogs and Facebook pages were created dedicated to the sightings. It was national news, with outlets both online and on TV reporting out these encounters. It seemed to be happening every day. Clowns were seen in Kentucky, North Carolina, Alabama, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Police were responding, having more of a presence at the neighborhoods in question. On social media, teens and college students continued posting their videos online, showing clowns walking down a dark sidewalk or peeking around buildings. There was a dancing clown in Rhode Island, a clown waving outside a car wash, a clown peering through a woman's window. Schools in Alabama went on lockdown one day in September when threats were made toward Flomadin High School in Flomadin, Alabama, by a clown with a Facebook page. A clown named Flomo the Clown, whose profile said they loved kids and killing people. And in Denver, Jefferson County Public Schools sent out memos to parents informing them that the safety of their children was of the utmost importance and that they were looking into threats made and rumors swirling about dangerous clowns. But the superintendent warned against spreading false reports and for parents and students to generally use their judgment. One teen in Jefferson County created an app where users could log and track clown sightings. With the sightings happening so close to October 31st, there were concerns that, with the fear instilled in people that seeing a clown in a harmless Halloween costume could provoke violence, the alleged sightings were putting people on alert. They were arming themselves and readying themselves for any possible encounters. In most cases, there were no reports of the clowns doing anything violent. There's nothing illegal about putting on an orange wig and makeup and waving from the side of the road or driving around in a pickup truck or squirting a flower near a laundromat. If anything, it's creepy, it's odd, and it wasn't so much the clowns that the public needed to worry about. It was the response. It was the character of Eddie in It that said, what if it's just some crazy guy in a clown suit? Well, what if it's even more innocent than that? With so many sightings, it was becoming a phenomenon where people were trying to out-creep each other. Middle schoolers were doing what middle schoolers do, telling their friends and siblings that so-and-so saw a clown on the side of the road. High school and college-aged kids were filming pranks, having a friend dress up as a clown and recording their interactions as if they had just stumbled upon the clown out in the dark night. These ideas and rumors multiplied, and before you knew it, the sightings were allegedly happening all over. So how did it all start? Well, while some of these more recent random clown sightings can be tracked back to 2013 and even as far back as 1981, 
The craze in 2016 seems to have started in connection with a movie promo. It began in August 2016 in Green Bay, Wisconsin, when people started posting photos of a clown walking around at night, down streets, across parking lots, carrying a bunch of black helium balloons. The clown was named Gags, the title character in the horror movie of the same name. Production took place in Green Bay, and those involved in the production were posting their quote-unquote sightings in order to gain attention for the film that was coming up on its release. And it worked. The attention grew as copycats began manufacturing their own sightings. In most cases, when police would respond to the reports, no clowns were found. It appeared that the 2016 creepy clown craze was nothing more than a widespread hoax. A fire fueled by those who wished to go viral or who simply wanted to scare a few friends. And that viral video by Caden Parmalee, the one where he and his cousin Christian filmed a clown on the side of the road, well, I reached out to Caden and we chatted about the experience. Caden said he came up with the idea just to be funny. He was driving, his cousin was speaking on the video, and the clown on the video was Caden's little brother. To Caden's surprise, the post on Facebook blew up, and before he knew it, media outlets were reporting out crazy stories, and Caden, only 17 at the time, started receiving death threats. All over a joke. Some arrests were made as a result of the clown epidemic. There were arrests in connection to the threats made by Flomo the Clown in Alabama. Flomo was actually a 22-year-old woman named Michaela Smith, who was arrested for making terroristic threats along with two juveniles. And arrests came out of other states, including Kentucky, Georgia, and Virginia, where people were charged with calling in false reports. Children, too, were charged with filing false reports. In Arizona, teens were arrested for robbing a Taco Bell while wearing clown masks, and in Connecticut, two girls were charged after they threatened a school. At the end of the day, there were dozens of arrests in connection with the clown sightings, but most were either related to children filing false reports or children, teens, or young adults making threats online. Additionally, there were a few quote-unquote clowns arrested. In Michigan, a couple of scared-to-death 14-year-olds reported that they had been terrorized by two clowns who had jumped out of a car and started to chase them. Police responded and arrested two 18-year-old women for disorderly conduct. In actuality, there were no disturbed clowns lurking in backyards, no bloodthirsty Pagliacci looking for a victim, no dancing clown in a sewer. Eventually, the clown sightings started to die down, but movies like the reboot of It and It 2 continue to keep the killer clown in our subconscious, ready to scare the bejesus out of today's children, who will inevitably come across Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise, and then grow up to be horrorphobic adults. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Method and Madness. This is an independent podcast, so the best way you can support it is to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. I'm on Twitter at MethodPod and on Instagram at Method and Madness Pod. There's a Method and Madness page on Facebook as well. To chat or discuss the episode, reach out to me at methodandmadnesspod at gmail.com. Method and Madness is researched, written, and hosted by me. It's edited by Moen Spo. Thanks to Caden for agreeing to chat with me about his experience with the clown epidemic. Thank you to Faith and John of the Mission Rejected podcast and to Rohan for lending their voices for the theme music. Method and Madness is a true crime podcast dealing with dark and disturbing subject matter. For crisis support, text hello to 741 741.